Here's the thing. Saving money with Geico is almost better than playing pickup basketball. Because there's always that guy who joins your game. He never passes the rock, he constantly bricks threes, and he'll completely hack you and then put his hands up and say, no foul, no foul. With GEICO, it's easy to switch and save on car insurance. No need to fake an ankle sprain because you're absolutely exhausted. So switch and save with GEICO. It's almost better than sports. I'm Hugh Atchison. I'm a chef, a restaurateur, a traveler, and now I'm the host of The Passenger. People ask me all the time, you know, what's that list of places to go in this city, in that city? And this show is dedicated to that idea. Immersing yourself in that culture and finding out what's intriguing and what resounds and what we think about the future of that place as a visitor, as a passenger. Subscribe now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Mini Crush, it, the two days before Christmas edition. Ho, ho, ho. It is December 23rd, Noel. Is it? No, it's not really. Oh. You're doing the podcast time thing? It's really December 4th. <sighs> Did I just ruin it for everyone? Meh, no, not really. Did you like my uh, Tim Allen ho, ho, ho? Ho, ho, ho. I don't get that. What? Remember? Uh, Tim Allen, uh, Home Improvement. I know the guy. He would go, ho, 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 ho. He would do that on Home Improvement? He would do that, yeah. I never saw an episode of Home Improvement. He would go, uh. <laughs> And I never saw the Santa Claus movies, which is You're going to shame me for having not seen Elf, and you haven't seen the Santa Claus? The Santa Claus always struck me as a children's movie. Isn't Elf kind of a children's movie? No. The Santa Claus, mm, that's a good question, Chuck. It was a Disney film. Okay. I always thought of it as being kind of elf-like. I know it's not as funny or as revered, but it's probably PG as well, I would say. It had some, you know, Tim Allen wasn't really a children's entertainer per se. All right, so the original Santa Claus movie was in 1994. Yeah. I was in my uh, fifth year of college. Yeah. So for me, it was not on my radar. For me, it was part of the fabric of my reality. You know? Sure. <laughs> I, I, and I think that may be the thing with me and Elf. Like maybe, I don't know. It's, I don't not, know. it's not in the fabric of your reality? No, it is now. Clearly, you, you've shoved it into the fabric of my reality <laughs> pretty aggressively, might I add. Um, but no, I really want to see it. But the Santa Claus, uh, I, I saw it in the theater, so I can't really speak to whether it's a good movie or not. It, it probably isn't, if I'm being honest. Okay. Be honest, Noel. I always try to be. Don't fucking lie. Hey, man. It's Christmas. I would never. What happens when you lie at Christmas? Does that, does that not bode well you for get that stocking? You get that lump? Yeah, I asked Ruby this morning. I said, Ruby, I said, do you think you're going to be in Santa Claus's uh, naughty list or nice list? Mm. I said, because, you know, sometimes you don't cooperate. And we're, we're in a big phase of trying to get cooperation. Ooh. So we're talking about you it a lot. the Santa card. And she said, hmm, I think I'd be in both. She said, because sometimes I cooperate and sometimes I don't. So she's in the middle. Yeah. And very astute. She, she's probably in the naughty and nice list. How does that work, though? It's got to it's gotta shake out one way or the other. 
Santa's fake, no. Uh, what? She gets gifts no matter what. All right. That's true. Do you think there was ever a parent that really went the full mile and, like, put, like, coal in the stocking and gave no presents? Oh, probably in the old days. Like in the 30s? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Although coal is expensive. That's true. (laughs) That's true. They needed to heat their homes. Well, then you just take it and, you 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 know, it's more of a gift for the parents, really. Right. For the household. Just take it out of the stocking. Take it out of the stocking into into the 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 fire the or, the, or the uh, the furnace. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What's that shirt you got on, Noel? It's uh, The Shining. Does it say anything or is it just his it face? It says The Shining. Oh, I can't see the bottom. Okay. But I got it at the Timberline Lodge gift shop at the Portland, Oregon airport because uh, the Timberline Lodge is the external right. uh, for the, sh- for the yeah, Overlook Hotel. The exterior. So at the uh-huh. Timberline Lodge uh, store, they sell a lot of shining memorabilia, of including little key fobs for the – over. you know, like, like a hotel key. Oh, for Overlook? Yeah. I got a bunch wow. of those. Um, they have really great hats too. I always buy a hat there. The Portland airport is pretty great. All the stuff they sell there is all super local. You even uh-huh. have like a whiskey kiosk of like this really pricey local whiskey. Nice. And it's a really great airport. Duty free? I don't think so. <laughs> it was quite expensive. I love those old uh, motel key keychains. That's what it is. It's sort of like a diamond-shaped big yep. old piece plastic. of plastic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, our buddy Gail, the Danger Oven Coots, uh, sent me one. Did I say Coots? You did. Coons. Coons. Uh, it was from Jaws, and it referenced uh, Quint. It's, yeah. very, it's very nice. I'll check it out. It was one of my favorite gifts. I'll go digging through your drawers. No, you're not. Okay, fine. Well, what I'm trying to think of is what key I want to use it for, because it can't fit in my pocket. Right. It can't be my everyday key For set. me, I used it as for an extra key that I would maybe give to guests. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. Yeah. But I don't have a key on my door anymore. You don't have any friends, so <laughs> that was a joke. Wow. It was a joke. You obviously have, like, all the friends in the world. That was... Uh, Weirdly harsh. No. I have no. a digital entry now in my house, so I don't have a key, a house key anymore. You don't – exactly. You just give a code. All I have – yeah, I give a code. And I have my key fob for my car, and that's it. No. You don't even have a single – I don't, you don't have, have a shed. single you don't have a shed? key. Not one key. Well, then – No you, shed. What are you going to do with this uh, fob? Well, like you said, give a uh, – well, I could attach – the code to a piece of paper. You need to buy a second <laughs> home and, and make it your old just school so home. Have use just so you chain. can use that key fob. That's a great idea. Here's the thing. Saving money with Geico is almost better than playing pickup basketball. Because there's always that guy who joins your game. He never passes the rock. He constantly bricks threes. And he'll completely hack you and then put his hands up and say, no foul, no foul. With GEICO, it's easy to switch and save on car insurance. No need to fake an ankle sprain because you're absolutely exhausted. So switch and save with GEICO. It's almost better than sports. Hey, it's Ben, Henry, and Marcus, hosts of The Last Podcast on the Left. Our show's dedicated to uncovering hilariously horrifying stuff. And now we're only on Spotify. Join us. If you want. Obviously, we never force anyone to just blindly join us. That'd be crazy! But if you like stories about doomsday cults who do exactly that and more, please join us on Spotify. Visit Spotify.com slash last podcast to listen free. No, we're trying this log lighting thing again because I screwed it up so bad last time. Oh, wait, so you, you, you were a little more clear in your instructions this time. I was. This is what I said. Mini crush. Okay, let's try this log line thing again, mm-hmm. but with a Christmas angle. 
write an original log line for a Christmas movie we haven't seen yet. That's that's going to be fun. Two sentences max. I was very specific. Oh, see, that's that's how you do it there, Chuck. Well done. Jonathan Cooley says, a jaded retail executive finds himself perpetually reliving the same Christmas Eve. It's Christmas forever. That's very funny. Not bad. It's sort of a combination of uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. It's a Wonderful Life. And It's a Wonderful Life yeah. and Groundhog Day. Yeah. Kind of. Cooley. Good idea. Groundhog Day is kind of a Christmas movie, isn't it? Uh, it, it, it no, up, not at all. It's it, not? It doesn't takes it, place it doesn't, on Groundhog Day. No. Uh, but doesn't it end up being Christmassy at some point? No. No, it takes that place on Groundhog Day. That doesn't make sense. Over and over and over on yeah, Groundhog Day. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it might feel that way cause because it's a small snow, town. Because there's snowy. a lot of snow. And there's a – isn't there like a like a snow globe situation in it or something? Keep no, going. I'm thinking of uh, St. <laughs> Elsewhere. I'm just um, going to let you dig this okay. hole. Okay. <laughs> you, you know what, Chuck? Go on with, the, with your game, your reindeer game. Uh, Joshua Hall says, Carol is the last person on earth who believes in Santa, and she's got 12 days to keep Christmas alive. 12 days of Christmas Carol. These are good. It's pretty good. Boy. Christmas Carol. Hollywood, are you listening? Hollywood's always listening. They have spies. Mike Mead says, Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, and Vixen. Do you know the story of Sprinter? Is this like sponsored content for Sprint? (laughs) No, I think... uh, I think this just may be a new reindeer, a new reindeer that no one knows about. So here we go. This could be fun. We could add a little bit of detail to these. So maybe Sprinter. It's almost like an elf type story where there's sort of a fish out of water kind of situation where Sprinter is the reindeer that was for the time forgot because Sprinter like took off and did his own thing. And now Sprinter's back and wants a piece of the action. OK, not bad. Something like that. <laughs> sure. I don't know. There's spitball in here, Chuck. I like it. Right. It's like uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer meets uh, Boondock Saints. I love that. <laughs> yes. Maybe Sprinter, too. He's got a hard edge to him, and uh-huh. the other reindeers kind of don't <laughs> like his vibe because he's a little aggressive. He smokes a lot. Sure. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. He harasses the female reindeer. He really does. He's a real jerk. He's a real jerk. He's almost like a Gordon Gecko-type figure. <laughs> Maybe that's it. He went off and made his fortune on Wall Street uh-huh. uh, and then c- came back uh-huh. because maybe he went bust- but he doesn't. But he's not telling anybody that. That's what it is. Okay. He lost everything because uh-huh. he was a jerk and he had a real coke problem. Right. But he and comes back he, and he still got that one nice suit. He's got that one nice suit and he tries to make everyone think that he's coming back. You know, for his own, for like, sure. You know, to to be part of the family. But he's actually broke. Right. And he's got a. And now he's trying to hustle uh-huh. his way into being one of the to replace Rudolph. Perhaps I don't know. Yeah, and Vixen finds him out. Right. And he's like, you can't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I need this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is good. All right. Next. Uh, let me see here. I, I want to uh, – Seth, uh, uh, Seth McFarland. Sean McFarland, top fan. Forget the naughty or nice list for this killer Santa. It was live or die. It's more of a tagline. But that's, oh, that's good. That's good. It's like Saw meets Santa Claus. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's good. This is good. This is good stuff, guys. Uh, David Gooch, the Gooch, one of our oldest friends, says, okay, bud, I got five words for you. Gritty Santa Claus origin story. Santa Claus meets Joker. That's pretty good. Not well, bad. What, what, what would it be, do you think? Hmm. Would it be? Well, you'd have to make the North Pole sort of a hard scrabble. Right. Uh, Which it would be, let's be honest. You know, you don't live in the North Pole in the lap of luxury. Right. You know, you're. it's, a, it's, a, it's a survival game. Yeah, yeah. 
people are, there's only so much wood and coal to go around. Exactly. So the cartel, the coal cartels, the coal cartels <laughs> get involved. That's when that's when it gets crazy. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And Santa, and also what happens is, you know, with the uh, you only get so much sunlight, so everyone starts to get a little crazy. It's, yeah, too much snow, darkness. Snow blind. Snow blind. Yeah. Snow blind. The Santa Claus story. <laughs> the story of Chris Kringle, and it's spelled with K's. Right. Yeah. Deutsche Santa Claus. Which is the OG, right? It's the OG, yeah. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Jay Frazier, creepy Santa movie. He sees you when you're sleeping, but other times too. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, no more needs to be said about that one. Not bad. Uh, Patrick Gorman, one of our oldest friends, says Santa's daughter has to take over Christmas because her brother, who was supposed to take over the family business, is missing. She learns a darker side of Christmas by trying to find out, uh, trying to find her rebellious brother. This is like all the movies we've been talking about combined. Yeah. Why is everyone going dark? There's a mystery here, though, too. I love the mystery element to it. I do. And, yeah, I, I, my, my imagination's running wild here, Chuck. Okay, let's keep going with this. <laughs> oh, this, this is, is good. Really, this is fun. Mike uh, Indrison, I think this is the first time we've heard from Mike. Welcome. A screenwriter crowdsources ideas for a movie through his podcast influence until the spirit of Christmas changes his ways. That's what we're doing right now. <laughs> That's what we're doing right now. That's a good one, Mike. That's very meta. I like that. Uh, let me see. Oh, this is not bad. Our old friend uh, Melinda Bacalao says, careful with that axe, because this year Christmas trees are fighting back. <laughs> Sentient evil Christmas trees? Yeah, that's pretty fucking good. Like the trees from uh, The Wizard of Oz. Those always scared the shit out of me when yeah. I was a kid. Imagine them like, like lurching up, around. Up, uprooting out yeah. of the ground and then their big root feet coming at you. There's a new Hulu show coming up about a creepy tree. Really? Yeah, keep going. I'll, I'll find it. Uh, let me see here. Some of these are taglines, but that's okay. Uh, Brian Long, the tradition of Christmas is dying. A group of hip city dwellers rediscover the magic of having a winter celebration. The burden of shopping is gone, and a new level of life experiences is discovered that includes their families that they're trying to escape. Okay, not bad. Into the dark. <laughs> uncovers the horrors of the Ides of March in Creepy Treehouse. I don't know if this is the same one. I saw an ad like on Instagram where it was literally a creepy tree kind of lurking over a little girl. Interesting. Um, I just I, I, it just struck me as like, how come that hasn't been done? We did talk about the the tree in uh, Evil Dead, which did not age well. No, did not. No. Uh, let's do a couple more of these. Tony Klutvik says. Due to climate change, Santa has to move to a colder place, so he relocates to the heart of a ruthless politician. With Santa in his heart, the politician slowly becomes a better person and changes his evil ways. That's pretty good. Interesting. A lot what, of CG there. What are the stakes, though? Like, Short how do we? Uh, meets, uh, does he have to kind of like you know? Is he he's wrestling with this this possession at first? Like he's not fully. Probably he probably wakes up with heartburn. Yeah, that's how you comically show it. Sure. And then he finds himself doing nice things, and it's like, what the fuck is going on? It's almost like a liar-liar situation. Exactly. It's kind of like that. It's liar-liar meets inner space. There you go. Meets the Santa Claus. Meets interstellar. No. no. <laughs> uh, all right, let's do one more. There's a lot of horror things, that, Santa killing people. I don't like that, everyone. 
Can we spoil Silent Night, Deadly Night real quick? Sure. Was it a Santa character that was doing that? Was he dressed up as Santa? I don't know. You saw it, though, I thought. No. No. I saw Black Black Christmas. Christmas. Was there a Santa figure in that one? Nope. Okay. It was just Christmas time. Just Christmas time in a sorority house. I I don't know about Silent Night, Deadly Night. I feel like there was a Santa-esque killer dressed up as Santa in that one. All right. We're going to finish up with, uh, let me see here, Lisa Romano, one of our oldest friends. In the year 2220, the newly Christmas-established Mars human colony is having its first Christmas. Not bad so far. Mm. In an unforeseen twist to the usual preparations, an unusual red spacecraft lands led by 12 very strange-looking creatures. I love it, Lisa. I like it, too. Fantastic. Something just occurred to me. Um, There aren't a whole lot of really big-budget Christmas movies. I think they're sort of considered, like, throwaway seasonal fare. Yeah, like, maybe we'll put $15 into this. Right. And then maybe it'll, like, you know— Make a little bit of money over the holidays. Maybe at the very best, it'll become like an elf cult classic that is loved. Elf grows like 250 million bucks and continues to. Which is rare, though, for Christmas movies. They're usually a flash in the pan and they're gone. Right. It's rare to have a smash hit. I think those Santa Claus movies were smash hits. No, they were. There was a sequel, so that's, you know, a good sign. Like, there's one that just came out that I've already, it's already, I think it's just called Last Christmas. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is a reference to, I think, the Wham song of the same name. I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. Gave it away. <laughs> uh, but it has uh, Daenerys Targaryen in it from uh, Game of Thrones, and it, it, it appeared to have uh, fizzled. Yeah, I think you might be right there. Uh, Will Ferrell was offered about 30 million bucks to do an Elf sequel, and he said no. Because, like, he just wanted to let it ride? I think he was like, yeah, I think he just said, let's just not. Let's just not do that. Yeah. I like. I got all the respect in the world for that choice. I do too. I think John Favreau wanted to do it. Even he went, no, man, sorry, not doing it. No, it's really kind of the perfect little, little Christmas. Film. Let it be what it is. Let it be what it is. Uh, all right, we're gonna finish up, Noel, with uh, what's the most overrated Christmas movie and why? I know your answer is Elf. I can't. I couldn't even. <laughs> do you have one? I, I don't know. Like, I know you don't like Christmas films in general, it's so you not... probably find most of them overrated. I don't know. Like, I don't there, – there's so few of them that I even cross my radar. Like, Christmas Story I find to be fun. Okay. Um, it sure seems like they they hold it in really high esteem over there at TBS because they play it on a loop every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really the only way I've seen it. I, I think I've said this before on the show. I've never seen it in one sitting from beginning to end. I've just seen it right. piecemeal like in a weird kind of jigsaw puzzle order, you know? You're not into Christmas movies. Are you into Christmas? I like Christmas. Okay. Yeah. But are you into Christmas? I'm into it. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, no, I like Christmas. I'm just trying to get, you know. I enjoy Christmas. Level set here. All I right. enjoy Christmas. All right. Just wondering if there was any any deep feelings that where you're like, you know, I really don't love it. I don't not love it. I especially okay. love it with the kids and stuff. All um right. No, I, I'm, you're making me question my, 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 myself. No, no, no. Not, not trying to do that. Just want to make sure everyone knows everything about you. All of everything in my deepest, darkest Christmas secrets. Grant Woody says Polar Express, digital animation's best example of uh, why not to lean too hard into the realm of realistic characters. Right. Creepy and off-putting. I didn't see it. Speaking of that, have you watched The the Irishman yet? Uh, Not yet. It's very good. But there's a couple moments where you're like, "Is it too weird?" With it's a little weird, very early on, and then and then you forget about it, mm-hmm. or they start being much more subtle about it. But when the characters are like meant to be super young, it looks like a video game cutscene. 
It's a little weird. And it's like a Scorsese-directed video game cutscene. Yeah. It's very good, though. It's a very, very good film. And, and y'all, uh, movie crushers, call me on that if you think it was a non-issue. Obviously, it did not affect my enjoyment of the overall right. picture. Casey's but. seen it four times. Yeah. So that's like 14 hours of movies watching. That I don't fully <laughs> understand. I thought it was good, but I thought it was just very... Scorsese, like yeah. he's he's kind of got a formula. The oh, guy's for got, sure. and that's why I thought it was kind of like bullshit when he's like calling out the Marvel movies for not being right. cinema, when they take a lot of cues from his formula. Uh-huh. Guardians of the Galaxy with all the seventies music and the sure. big, uh, you know, um, you know, scenes and montages using all the like seventies music. Totally a nod to Scorsese. I just don't understand where he's coming from when he's saying that. When yeah. he himself has made the same kind of gangster picture over and over and over again. Right. They're all great, but I just think it's a little bit of the pot calling the kettle black. All right. Hot take. Hot take, everybody. <laughs> Uh, Nick Kelly says it's a wonderful life. It's only popular because of a copyright issue that granted its exposure. Didn't you point that out recently? No, I didn't know. About I, I that. learned that recently. That like, sounds like it, a Ben Bolin it, fact. Maybe, but what, what the deal was was like it got buried, and then it it, it didn't get good uh, reviews at the time. It wasn't a success, and then it got. I think it like. Its copyright had expired or it was in the public domain, and so a television station started playing it every year for Christmas, and it became this— Because it's not even a Christmas set story, right. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, well, I think there's Christmas in it, isn't there? I don't know. This guy said it's not even a Christmas movie. Interesting. But that's that's basically—he's he's absolutely right. There is a—like the copyright, it entered into the public domain, I think, and then a uh, TV station was able to play it gotcha. without paying for it and, it. and it became kind of this, like, new hmm. cult kind of thing. Uh, Mike Burdett says, this thread breaks my heart. Ha, ha, ha. It's definitely the Santa Claus. Tim Allen is not and has never been funny. It's a miracle he didn't ruin Galaxy Quest. <laughs> well, uh, Mike, I'm kind of with you. I never thought Tim Allen was very funny, but uh? that's my uh, cold heart. <laughs> uh, Lisa Teixeira, one of our old friends, says, love actually. It's boring. And neither romantic nor heartwarming. Okay. People sure love it, though. Holding up those it. cards. They hold up those cards. That's all I know about it. I don't it. know anything about it. There's that. a thing about holding up cards with things written on them. Oh, really? Uh, that's it. Hmm. Yeah. That guy that plays the dude in The Walking Dead is in it. Um, who plays Rick in The Walking oh, Dead. Oh, sure. The sheriff? Yeah. Lucas something. Anyway. He's good. Yeah, he is good. He went to Porch Fest one year. Really? Yeah, he's around. So yeah, I see, around. I see him all over, all yeah. over town. Uh, let me see here. A bunch of people are saying it's a wonderful life. Uh, Rachel McAfee says truly overrated, as in everyone talks about them being so good and mussies, but they're actually boring and underwhelming. Wonderful life and White Christmas. I haven't seen White Christmas. Which one is that? I haven't seen a lot of these old school ones. Yeah. What I've about Mir- Miracle on 34th? I haven't seen that either. Yeah. That one involves like the Santa Claus you don't think is real, but then spoiler alert, he's, he's real. I have no I idea. I think that's the deal. Uh, they, they remade that one a couple times too, I believe. Kayla MH, one of our oldest friends, says a Christmas story. I don't like a single character in the whole movie, and I don't understand why people love it. You know, you like what you like, everyone. Another vote, Maria Vasquez, a Christmas story. I hate that goddamn movie so much. <laughs> Makes me want to rip my hair out when they play it for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Uh, Patrick Gorman, one of our old friends, says Nightmare Before Christmas. No, uh-uh. That's a good one. That's one, that's, that's one that I, I I love. I love it dearly. He says, this is his crit, 
The hot topicization of that movie took it further into the zeitgeist than it ever deserved on its own merits. Mm, well, I don't think that's true. Okay. I don't like the hot topicization of it. Don't get me wrong. But it's a feat of animation uh, genius. I mean, just the, the the fact that they chose to do a movie that way mm-hmm. and sort of set the tone for all of the cool, like, Leica studios and, you know, Henry Selleck is the animator that did all that, you know, based on Tim Burton's vision. Yeah. And the music's great. It's a fun movie. It's a romp. Okay. I love it. I've never it. seen it. Well, are you kidding me? It's great. You should no, watch there, it. There are a lot of Christmas movies I haven't seen now that I think about it. Well, it's it. beautiful, too, because it's a hybrid. It's a hi- uh-huh. If you don't like Christmas, you got your Halloween. Yeah. Do you know what my deal is, Noel, is I can't I really love Christmas, and I get into the spirit of it, but I can't watch 15 of those movies. You know, that's too much. Like, I watch uh, three Christmas movies a year, and they're always Elf, A Christmas Story, and uh, maybe one of the the How the Grinch Stole Christmas, maybe? Sure, 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 sure. I just I, think I can't take too much of it. Ruby's a little too young for Nightmare because it's uh, a little dark at yeah. times, but I think she'll really like it when she turns maybe like six or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's real cool. Boy, there's a whole world awaiting her. Oh, big time. Of movies. Can't wait. You guys got Disney Plus yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've been, we've been watching a lot of Disney content. A lot of good <laughs> content there. It is. It's good. You know, I'm, I'm all in favor of it. Say what you will about Disney, but um, they do have a lot of good stuff. It's true even if they just bought some of it. Hi, everyone. It's Katie Couric. I've used my podcast, Next Question, as a platform to explore the big issues we face in these crazy times. And right now, there's no crazier time and no bigger issue than the coronavirus, which is why we're switching gears and pushing our regular reported episodes to the summer. In the meantime, we're going to stay focused on the coronavirus, talking to the experts so you can really understand what's going on. I know it's overwhelming, but we can get through this together. You can listen to Next Question on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. We want you to know that we are here for you. Our old friend Debbie Frangadaka says they're all kind of the pits. It's time for some new, better holiday movies. Heard that, Debbie. Oui. Jenna Van Valen, one of our old friends. Live action Grinch. The original cartoon is pretty flawless, uh, and it didn't need a remake or reimagining. I, I like the live action Grinch. With Jim Carrey? Yeah. I, I'm a big fan. My uh, my daughter's baby sister, um, uh, that sounds confusing, uh, they call me Uncle Noel, my daughter's mom's uh, new baby. Um, <laughs> they She calls that movie Spooky Grinch. Spooky Grinch? Spooky Grinch. Yeah, he's a little dark. He's, he's a little creepy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stellan Carlson says Die Hard for sure. Gets a lot of quaint 80s nostalgia, point, nostalgia points, but in the end, it's just a basic trope-filled action movie. Nothing more. Oh, my God, Stellan. I don't want to say our relationship is over, but that puts a dent into it. Well, a dent into it. First of all, I think it's still up for debate as to whether that's a Christmas movie or not. Well, I I think we settled that last year when we had the writer say it's a Christmas movie. Oh, he said it what? He did say that. Yeah. On your show. He wrote a letter. That's right. Yeah. Our show. Somebody read the... (laughs) Yes. I'm sorry. I was confusing. I read it on our own show. This one here that we're doing right now. that's fine. No. I don't expect you to remember last year, Noel. You don't remember last week. That's not... Chuck, that's unkind. (laughs) That's unkind, Chuck, and I take great issue with that. Uh, let me see here. Mike Doyle. Love actually is such a piece of trite piece of – I'm sorry. 
I need to get this right. Love actually is such a trite piece of shallow nonsense that holds up some of the most unhealthy and selfish relationships as this wonderful thing. And the 9-11 part, that's just, I mean, come on. There's a 9-11 part? I don't know, man. I've never seen it. That seems messed up. A lot of people are hating on Polar Express as well. Uh, Molly Thibodeau, I can't even get myself to watch it all the way through, and I've tried. How Creepy we... animation in the Uncanny Valley. Yeah, that that was early, too, in those days. It was, wasn't that Zemeckis? Yeah. He really was into that oh, for, sure. like, a minute. He did, like, a Beowulf yeah. one, too, and then kind of abandoned it because it was, you know, everyone hates spooky it. trash. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. Spooky trash. Yeah, it was a good band name. It is pretty good. Um, yeah, that, no, I'm that's so not into that at all. Yeah. Let animation be animation. Let it be stylized. That's the whole point. Otherwise, yeah. pay actors, you know? Uh, Miracle on 34th Street. That's from Jessica Landalba. She says, only because I can never stay awake. Uh, Zach Pointer, Elf. There, I said it. The premise is just too far out there. And acting is blah. What? Too far out there? That seems like an oddly uh, a weird pedantic comment. Uh, comment there. <laughs> Who is this? It's one of our old pals, Zach Pointer. Oh, I'm sorry, Zach. I'm not no, trying to. No, Zach's the best. Okay. Everyone's allowed uh, a dumb opinion That's true. every now and then. Well, you know, their opinions. You know what they say, Noel. Everyone's got them. Like butts. <laughs> no? Is that the same? Uh, yeah, something You know opinions. Everyone's got them. Like butts. Yep. I like that. Uh-huh. It sounds like uh, how Ruby would summarize that quote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have the mind of a three-year-old. Basically. Except she would say butt cheeks. Aha! Uh, let me see. One of our old friends, Luke Harkle, wrote, says, Christmas Vacation. Some really funny moments, but overall, it just doesn't work for me. Uh, Christmas Vacation is one I watch. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe there's like four that I will see. I need uh, to give that one a shot. You hadn't seen Christmas Vacation? Well, no, I saw— oh, you didn't see any of the I saw Vacation, right? the first one. Okay. I watched it on a plane, and you I— You didn't like it, right? I didn't love it. I didn't love it. Um, hey, man, no, no shame in not liking— Chevy Chase. Hey, I hate it. I just, I just didn't like. There's so much, you know, build up over over it that I was like expecting just to be like blown away. I also didn't love Animal House. I, th- I think it's like a style of comedy that yeah. maybe I don't want to say has been improved upon, but mm-hmm. it's just it's a little bit of its time. Yeah, and, yeah it's uh, of its time. But I also I love Mel Brooks movies. And I love that comedy. So right. it occupies some middle ground, kind of. You it's know, definitely not Mel Brooks. No, it's not. It's no. much, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I think, I think uh, well, you haven't seen it yet, but Jojo Rabbit has a bit of Mel Brooks DNA. Oh, I can see that. Coursing through its veins. I can 100% see that it's from the trailer. Yeah, yeah which absolutely. is very much uh, something we need more of these days. All right, let's finish it off here with uh, Brian Thomas. He has a nice little rant on love, actually. I think it's overhyped. I think there's some gross and creepy stuff in there. I can forgive the unrealistic parts because it's full of Christmas magic and involves those rom-com tropes like meat cutes. That's all fine. But that wedding filmer needs to get his shit together and stop stalking his friend's wife. Be a professional man. And the dude he leaned on his British accent to, accent to seduce four women at once? They made the women out to be such idiots based on outdated stereotypes. And the running through the airport thing was so overdone even then. Anyway, I feel better getting that off my chest now. Is it Andrew Lincoln that does the British accent? Because he is British. He, he plays, you know, he's the guy that plays... Uh, the sheriff on uh, on uh, Walking Dead, but yeah. he's, he's in fact a Brit, a Brit. I wonder if it's him. I don't know, and you know what? I don't even want to see this movie now. No, I, I've I've never really. I don't like rom coms really. So it's, it is much beloved though by many people, and it seems it, like equally hated. It does seem that way. It's a very divisive film. Who is that? Alan Rickman, Laura Linney. I like her. 
No, it's a, it's a pretty Emma crazy cast. I mean, Mr. Bean. Who directed it? Is Colin someone, Firth. Is it someone super famous? And uh, I don't know. Directed by oh Hugh Grant. He he didn't direct it. Did no, he? He's in it though. No, Richard Curtis directed it. And what else did he do? Uh, let me see here. Like a Bridget Jones's Diary kind of situation. Huh. He did Notting Hill. There you go. Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh, all, all of those Hugh Grant rom-coms. Jams, Bridget Jones. Yep. All right. Mr. Yep. Bean. Okay. I get it. Mamma Mia. He's that guy. He is that guy. <laughs> well, good for him. He's a big-time director. He does appear to be so. All right, Noel. I think that's all the time we have. Yeah. Uh, since it's December 23rd, we want to wish everyone a very happy holiday. And as we always like to remind people, holidays are very tough for some people. Uh, in a profound way, and we are thinking about you for sure. And, uh, you know, reach out to someone if you need to talk this Christmas. And if you have a wonderful, loving, supportive family and you love Christmas, just um, be thankful and grateful for that. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's always easy to think, oh, I'm going to burden somebody. I don't want anybody. I don't want to, like, be an imposition. But I guarantee you, 100% of the time, that's not how other people see it. And, right. and people are always happy to be reached out to right. and, uh, you know, asked to extend a, a helping hand of, Agreed. Uh, of conversation. Especially at least, that time of year. Especially at that time of year. Yeah. All so, right. So it. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, everyone, however you choose to celebrate. And uh, Merry Christmas to you, Noel. Uh, to you as well, Chuck. And I will see you in January. You got it. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, I'm Joe Levy, and on the latest episode of Inside the Studio, I sat down with one of the all-time great singer-songwriters, James Taylor. We talked about his new album, where his music comes from, and how telling his life story through his songs has helped him. Music saved my life, but I was lucky also to survive. I did some very stupid some some years that were were just really high risk unnecessarily so and a lot of people around us died you know so join me joe levy editor-at-large at billboard for this and other in-depth conversations with the biggest artists in music listen on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get podcasts i'm robert evans host of Behind the Bastards, and It Could Happen Here, and uh, generally a guy who spends a lot of time bummed out about the state of the world. So in July of 2019, I traveled to northeastern Syria for a bit of a shot in the arm. And I got it when I discovered members of a feminist, anti-fascist, revolutionary project who are working to build a more equitable society. It's a crazy story, and you can hear it all on The Women's War. Our first episode drops on March 25th. Listen to The Women's War on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.